Hi everyone, welcome to Socialize TV. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is a channel where we will be discussing many different topics. This commentary is based on my opinion only. Nothing should be taken as fact or personal. Stay tuned in and let's get started with today's video. Hello everyone, good morning, afternoon, and evening to you, wherever you may be. This is another episode of Socialize TV. Today's episode is going to be sort of like a part two to the discussion that I had called One Night Stand Culture, but this one is going to be entitled The Ride Home. I previously talked about one night stand culture in the sense of, you know, it's humble beginnings, where it all started, who was involved, um, what kinds of effects it has on society right now, the rules that go along with one night stand culture and so forth and so on. I also emphasized how it is the type of culture that does not have room for monogamous dating. But I found that even with monogamous dating, one night stand culture has a way of slipping in there and somewhat changing the dynamic of what will happen between two people who are just getting to know each other and are potentially dating and seeing each other. And so as a person who has monogamously dated all her life, I found that when dating guys, there were so many different expectations that were and were not clear. And there were some things that I've learned along the way about, you know, what guys expect, what certain things are going to happen sort of what to do in situations like that. And that's why I call this the ride home. Essentially, it's a metaphor for, you know, what kind of happens after the first date? You know, are you going to hear from that guy again? Do you feel like you were totally being yourself or do you feel like your best self wasn't good enough? There are so many different feelings and emotions that you would develop 
while dating. And these were some of the things that I learned that I sort of wish I knew beforehand. That way it just would be a lot easier to figure out what to do next when certain things happen. The first thing that I learned is that most guys only want to have sex and not be in a committed relationship. Regardless of what that guy says to you, for the most part, guys say this as a way of allowing you as a woman to not have this wild, crazy idea that you two are going to be an item just because you two went on the first date. To be fair, it is an unrealistic expectation to think that just because you two are getting along and having a good first date, that doesn't mean that you secured the position. Think of dating along the lines of what the process is like of trying to secure a job. You know, you put in your application, you talk to the employer a few times, and you're going to go on a few interviews. It's not going to be just one. And there are going to be all different kinds of questions. They're going to ask you to get to know you personally and to see if you are going to be a good fit for the position. Dating is a lot like that. So if you keep that in mind, I think it'll be a little bit easier to see what I mean by all of the things that I'm going to talk about in today's episode. But again, just like I just said, even though that was a successful first date, that doesn't mean you're going to be this guy's girlfriend. He's interviewing or going on dates with a lot of girls, not just you. And so while he may be the only guy that you're dating or seeing, you're not the only girl that he's dating or seeing. And so the first thing is to keep that in mind. The second thing is expand your options and go on dates with multiple people too. Just like you want to be a good fit to be somebody's girlfriend, you want a guy to be a good fit to be your boyfriend too. It should work both ways. And so I only think it's fair if you keep your options open, just like that guy is keeping his options open. That's not going to take away from the fact that he may very well be a nice guy and be put together and funny and all of those things. But again, you're not the only girl he's talking to. So just keep that in mind. And like I stated before too, that guys usually say right off the bat that they don't want to be in a committed relationship because they don't want that pressure. They don't want to feel like everything is going to be riding on that first date. And even if he wants to like you, guys can't deal with pressure. They don't like pressure. They don't know how to handle pressure and they don't want you pressuring them. It is the biggest turnoff to them. It will literally send them running in the other direction. Even if you're a great girl, you're smart, you're good looking, none of that is going to matter because all he is going to take away from that experience is that you were trying to pressure him. So if you know that you want a committed relationship and you're not trying to mess around and you don't want to feel like your time is being wasted, 
explicitly say that too before you even get to the date part. Because usually when it is clear that the two of you want two completely different things, then there's no need for you two to waste each other's time knowing good and well that this isn't going to go far. So it's nice to have that conversation beforehand. If you're online dating, explicitly say this on your profile. That person can take it or leave it. They already know what their intentions are before they even message you. And so if they know that they're just looking to hook up or have a one night stand and you know that's not what you're trying to do, then let that be known. That way those guys will know not to waste their time messaging you. It's really that simple. It acts as a good deterrence. The other thing too, when a guy is going on a date with you, pay attention to the types of questions that he's asking you. He's mainly asking certain things to try to gauge how you feel about certain things and to see if you know, you're the type of person that is difficult to let their guard down. Do you come across as very defensive? You know, those are the types of things that he's trying to gauge for. And so one example of this is asking you questions about pretty much how you feel about sex and things like that. And he's doing this to test to see how fast he will be able to sleep with you. The thing is too, is that just being quite frank, if a guy is not physically attracted to you or has an idea that he wants to have sex with you, you're not going to get far with him. It doesn't matter if he's one of those guys that comes across as different from the others. They're all the same. They want a woman who they think is sexy and you can be sexy in your own way. I'm not saying that you have to be like the other girls to be considered sexy, but every guy has their own idea of what they consider to be sexy. And so the best thing you can do is to be honest and to be yourself because again, the only person you can be is you, but guys, want to be able to see if it'll be difficult for them to get to you. And there are many debates about whether it's a good thing or a bad thing to sleep with someone on the first date. I personally wouldn't recommend it. There are so many things that just come across as doing too much. And I would say, I don't want to, I don't want to give a specific number and be like, oh, well, if you make it to the third date that you should do this. There is no exact formula. All I can tell you is that you have to have the kind of discernment to understand what kind of person that you're dealing with and what their intentions are. You have to be able to pick up on body language and verbal cues and to be able to read between the lines and really understand exactly what that person is asking you. Sometimes a person can be asking you a certain kind of question without explicitly saying it. And if you are able to pick up all those things, you'll be able to understand really quickly that, oh, this guy is just looking for a quote unquote good time. He's not trying to commit 
or, or really be with one person. And I know that's not what I want. So I wasted my time here. So the best thing for you to do is to get through that first date and probably not even call that guy again because you already know where this is going to go. But I can't necessarily teach you how to have that kind of discernment. It really comes from really listening and giving a person your undivided attention where they're talking to you. You learn so much more just listening to a person instead of always trying to be the one to talk in the conversation. Sometimes the best thing you can do is just sit there and not say anything. Let that person talk. You will learn so much more. Sometimes we have a habit of trying to always have the floor in a conversation to seem engaging when really it's just a distraction. You're not really listening to anything that's being said, let alone comprehending it. So listen more than you talk. But yeah, guys take sex very seriously and they want sex more than anything. Really, that is their deal breaker more than anything else. It's like if you don't express in any kind of way that you are open to sexual engagement with them, it's like they're going to toss <laughs> your your application right out, right out the door. It's not even going to matter at that point. They're just going to move on. And if you're, if you are the type of woman where in your life, you don't consider yourself to be sexually fluid and free, that's fine. I'm not asking you to conform to what that guy wants just because you want him to like you. But again, there are consequences with everything that you do. If you know that you're not the type of girl to sleep around, don't start sleeping around. If you want to have more free sex, do it because that's something you want to do. Not because you're doing it as a means to an end. And so most guys, they already know in the back of their head, if they aren't going to have you sleep with them by the time the second or the third or the fourth date comes around, they're not going to talk to you again. So don't be surprised if the two of you are going out on consistent dates and you two haven't slept together yet, eventually he's going to stop talking to you. Eventually, the text messages are going to shorten and they're going to be less frequent and usually this is the reason why. And so, set yourself up for that. Don't automatically expect it out of every guy, but just know that usually this is the reason. And I wish I knew that when I was really heavily invested in dating, it would have spared my feelings so much more just understanding that I wasn't giving it up fast enough for him and that's why he didn't like me. It didn't have anything to do with what I said or how I dressed or, or any of that. It's just that I wasn't putting out and so it was an issue. And again, more often than not, this is going to be the reason why you get ghosted. Uh, the other thing too, is that if you do decide to have sex with that guy, there are certain things too, that you have to still pay attention to, even when you're in a situation like this. One of the things too, to keep in mind is that most guys make up every excuse in the world to not use a condom. 
you don't know this guy. You don't know his sexual history. You don't know if he's sexually deviant, sexually deviant in the sense of, you know, he just sleeps with Eddie and everybody. He doesn't, you know, take measures to protect himself and his partner. You don't know all of those things yet. As far as you know of, this is a guy that just looks good. You don't really know anything else. And so it, the best thing that you can do with that moment is to allow him to understand that it is very important to you for him to use a condom. I don't care if you're on birth control or not. Birth control does not stop sexually transmitted diseases and infections. It does not. Being pregnant is the least of your worries. You can do something about that. You can't always do something about catching a disease or an infection. Some things, even though they can be treated with medicine, they are going to stick with you. They are not going to go away. They may flare up every now and again, but you'll still have it. And I don't know about you, but if I was in a situation where I caught something from a person that I wasn't even in a relationship with, I would feel horrible. I would feel angry. I would feel disappointed in myself. And I will also feel dirty because that was a situation that didn't have to happen. And the best thing I could have done is to use a condom. Now, sometimes condoms aren't perfect. Sometimes they break. Sometimes they aren't used properly. But these are all things that you learn in sexual education. I can't teach you that. This is something that you need to take effort and time or your own to educate yourself on this it will be very very helpful but why many guys don't like to use condoms it's so many excuses they come up with they say things like oh well it just feels better or they they like to uh i don't want to sound too explicit here but it, it helps them get into the moment more when a condom isn't there the third excuse they may come up with is that it restricts them from having a proper orgasm or they may also even say too that they haven't found a condom that fits them properly or they're even allergic to latex there is a those are pretty much all the excuses another wild one i don't hear this very often but it's made possible that you'll hear it too is that it may be against his religion to use condoms. So those are about the top six excuses that you'll hear. Don't fall for it. If he doesn't want to use a condom, you get up, you take your stuff, and you leave. You don't know what he has. Most of the time, people have diseases and infections and don't even know they have it. Usually, it takes about a week and a half to two weeks for symptoms to flare up anyway and a lot can happen in two weeks in two weeks the average guy who was dating may have already gone on four dates with four different girls in two weeks seeing two girls per week so that's four girls or five girls including yourself and this one guy that have all potentially had sex with each other think about it like that and so it doesn't take long for things to get passed around. So please keep that in mind before you involve yourself sexually with an individual.
The other thing, too, is that going back to the title of this episode being called The Ride Home. Most of the time where guys are having one night stands with girls, again, they don't want you to overstay or overextend your stay. In other words, sleep overnight and then in the morning as well. Most guys want you to be gone by the morning. This is for several reasons. One, it could be that their girlfriend may be coming home or she may have the habit of popping up at his place without him expecting it. The second thing is, after his, after he has had sex with you, he might not even like you and have already made up in his mind that he doesn't want to see you again. So the best thing that he wants in that moment right now is for you to go. And so he'll do certain things to make sure that you leave as quick as possible. Potentially gather all your things together and you didn't ask him to. Or ask you what you're doing that day to see if you're busy. And if you do say that you have something to do that day, he will encourage you to go ahead and leave and get ready for your day as quickly as possible. That way it's more convenient for you. When in reality, he wants you to leave. And so guys will let you stay tonight simply because you get tired after sex. So he'll let you sleep over just for that kind of common courtesy. But in the morning, you better be gone. In addition to that, don't leave any of your personal belongings as well, because most likely you won't get it back. Again, if he's living with a girl or has a girlfriend and you don't know and you leave something most likely he will have already disposed of it before you realize you don't have it. So try your hardest not to leave anything. Going back to the idea of, again, this being the ride home, guys will only pay for your ride home on two conditions. One, they don't really like you. And two, the two of you agree to be friends with benefits, and that's pretty much the rule. I already covered this in my first episode of What I Say Culture, and I pretty much already covered it here too, but I keep emphasizing this because most girls, after they have sex with a guy, are already attached to him. They already like him. They already want to be in a relationship with him, but it's not going to happen. At this point, He's pretty much gotten to know everything he needs to know about you. He knows the basic information and he knows whether you live alone, whether you have a car, all this other kind of thing. And now he also knows what it's like to have sex with you. There's really nothing else he needs to know more about you at this point. Everything's already been done. So... At this point, it's almost like going on your second or third interview. And now you just have to wait to see if you got the job. That's pretty much the stage that you're at with this guy at this point. And so depending on how you feel about it, you know, again, he may or may not call you back. You may or may not see him again after this. Just expect that. So if it happens, it's cool. Just move on with your life. It's unfortunate and it feels like you've been used, but this is how some people carry on. You have to accept that. You know, it's nothing you can do or could have done to influence a different outcome. 
He's going to do what he wants to do. And again, there may be so many other things that you don't know about him that could have played a role as to how he treated you. I'm not excusing his behavior. I'm not saying that it's right. But I've been in so many situations where there was a guy, we were seeing each other, we were getting along, we may or may not have had sex, and then all of a sudden, I stopped hearing from him. And I almost never got an explanation as to why. All types of unconventional things were happening. But for the guys that I didn't get an explanation from, everything I'm telling you right now is usually the reason. And like I said, when I was younger, I wish I knew all of this. It would have been so much easier on my emotions. And I'm hoping that this is helping you. I'm hoping that this is making you realize to not have high, high hopes for a success rate with this. If a guy is really, truly interested, he's not really going to try to play all of these games and do all of these manipulations to get you to like him. It'll just be something that'll just flow naturally. But with all that I've explained here, all of this is very calculated behavior. This is behavior he has done for a long period of time. It is a habitual thing. And it's just happened. And it just happens to be that you're the next person that he's talking to. And you don't know this about him yet. You're just finding all of these things out. But I promise you, even though it may have only been a few weeks, you don't realize how much you actually know about him already. And so don't ignore the red flags when they pop up, even if it's this soon. It is very, very important. On the same token, though, if the two of you had already had a discussion about what kind of quote unquote relationship this is going to be, and the two of you are only going to be friends with benefits, in other words, you two agree to just sleep with each other and not be in a relationship, then the dynamic of everything that I'm talking about isn't necessarily going to apply. It's going to be more of a high and buy situation where you two meet up, have sex, and you go your separate ways. It doesn't necessarily mean that somebody was being used or, you know, something bad happened. It's just that that's just what the two of you agreed to. And again, if that's your thing, and if that is what's going to satisfy your needs right now, the disregard everything that I'm saying here in this episode. But this is for the person who is dating and they're sensitive and they get attached to people and they wonder why their efforts are not necessarily being reciprocated. This is pretty much who this discussion is for. And I've been dating a long time. I've been dating since I was 13 years old. I've been dating for 13 years. I'm 26 years old and I've, I've tried all different kinds of relationships. I've dated all different kinds of people. And while it was different for the most part with everybody, there were a lot of common denominators that I didn't initially see that once I got out of that situation and introspected and looked back at what happened, I then saw the red flags, but it was after the fact. If I saw them then, it would have been helpful. The other thing too, is that the other thing, depending on what kind of guy you're dealing with, some guys are very immature and they aren't very private and discreet people. 
they may be in a situation where they're dating you to try to prove something to their friends. They may even, worst case scenario, have a bet where they are trying to see how many women they can sleep with in a given month or whatever the case might be. And you just happen to be somebody that got caught up in all of that. And so text messages, pictures, all of that can be shown to other people. Keep that in mind. I know we like to put these stigmas on men and women about who is more mature and who isn't. But the fact of the matter is that people are always trying to get validated with everything that they do, including the people that they date. And so you could be in a situation where you were texting a guy and some suggestive and naughty photos may have been sent. Even though he may have sent you those same types of photos too, the fact is, is that it's going to hurt your reputation more than it's going to hurt his. And so he may just be in a situation where he's hanging out with his friends and he's showing all of his friends your naked pictures and it's nothing you can do about it at all. Even if you two are in a situation where you're casually dating and the two of you stop talking, he's not going to get rid of your text messages. He's not going to get rid of your pictures because what is going to happen is that if after all of this dating and all of, you know, these, these things of just seeing all these different girls at one time, if nothing works out with any of them, he wants to have somebody to fall back on. And that might be you. It could be the case that out of the six girls he went on dates with, he liked you the most. But he wasn't ready to put all of his eggs in one basket with you yet. So he decided to see more people. Seeing more people takes time. Weeks turn into months. So it could be that, you know, he ghosted you. You two stopped talking. And it's been about three or four months since you heard from him. Then all of a sudden he messaged you and acts like nothing happened. Well, the whole reason why he could get in contact with you is because he still kept your number. You may have deleted his, but he still kept yours. And so that's usually the reason. And so depending on what happened in that situation and how you two stop speaking, I personally, if I were you, I want to talk to this guy again. If you felt disrespected by his actions, move on. Don't wait around to see if that guy is going to come around again because a lot of time is going to pass you by. And you could have used that time to either still be single or see other people just like he was doing. So guys, keep things. One reason why I know that this is a fact is because there were exes that I stopped speaking to for months and sometimes years and they randomly decided to text me. And I'm just like, I got rid of your number ages ago. How is it that you still have mine? And it's usually the guys who you like the least who are usually the ones to reach back out to you like nothing happened. And it's like, that was six months ago we saw each other. What do you want? And so, believe it or not, guys keep a lot of things. So be careful with that. Uh, what else I want to say? Going back to the sex part, another tip too is that try not to have sex 
a week before you're expecting your period. The reason is because the week before you have your period is when you ovulate. Now, some women, they ovulate and some don't. But the fact is, you want to do this so that you don't put yourself in a position to potentially get pregnant by this guy if for some reason something happened to the condom and sperm leaked out some kind of way. You want to just utilize every methodology you can to not get pregnant. Because again, like I said before, you don't even know if this guy is even going to pursue a relationship with you. The last thing you want is to procreate with him. And so please keep that in mind. You want to minimize every way for an accident to happen, which also means that if you are on birth control and you know you haven't been taking it consistently, start taking it consistently. Avoid having sex until you start taking your birth control consistently again, because it takes very little for an egg to be fertilized. It doesn't take much. And so for many of us, we don't want to be pregnant before we plan to. And so there are so many things that can go wrong in this dating process. And you don't want to hinder yourself either. You don't know how things are going to turn out. And so you want to be cautious. Another thing that I would advise is to not have sexual relations with people who know the people that you work with, know your family members, or know your friends. I know in a way it is difficult to have a whole social web of who knows who. But if you're invested and are a heavily user of social media like I am, it's not going to be that difficult to find out who knows who. And the reason I say this is for the other point that I mentioned about guys gossiping about their friends, or gossiping about you to their friends. This is another reason why that's a bad idea because you don't know who, who you don't know who he knows that you may also know. And so it can hurt your reputation if one of his friends maybe an ex-boyfriend of yours or a co-worker of yours and they had a discussion about you and you didn't even know that that guy knew whoever and so now that person knows information about you that they otherwise wouldn't know because you would never tell them that or show them those pictures or have a conversation with them or whatever and so you gotta cover your tracks and be mindful about everything you do it can come back to you I thankfully have not been in that situation, partly because of the demographics that I take into consider when I was dating. I tried to date people who weren't too far out of my reach, but weren't so close to the point where they could potentially know people that I knew. And while yes, we are adults and we all adore the same thing, the fact is, is that we have social circles where for some people, we expect certain behaviors out of them and others not so much. And so you might be the quote unquote good girl that nobody would expect to be having one night stands or sending nudes or whatever. And so you want to keep it that way. Everything that you do, you want to do it because it was your choice. And so 
Sometimes these things can happen. I can't tell you how much of an issue it is, especially in high school, where you have young kids who are dating each other and they text all the time and, you know, they Snapchat, they do all these things. And before you know it, everybody in the whole school has seen them naked. And that was only supposed to be for the guy that you were talking to. Again, I, I can't stop you from doing certain things, but I'm just letting you know, things have grave consequences more than you could ever imagine. And so you don't want things to be difficult for you and how you navigate through life simply because you were just trying to date a guy. Again, we live in a society where girls just have this expectation to just be so perfect and, you know, innocent. And the thing is, we all adore the same stuff, but it's just more unacceptable for us women to do it. And so, you know, mind you, you have some women who can care less about who sees their nudes or whatever have you, but you might care. That could affect your career. That could prevent you from excelling at, at your job. That could even make you lose your job. All kinds of things can happen. This isn't like age exclusive. This isn't something that's only going to happen to young people. This can happen to anybody. I remember one time in high school, there was this guy, we weren't dating each other, but we hung out all the time. And I had a crush on him. I think he had a crush on me too. But it was crazy because he was also friends with my best friend. And how that came about, I don't know. Not really trying to get into it. But the point is, I remember her telling me one day that she was texting him and he accidentally sent her a dirty picture. And she showed it to me because I didn't believe it. And so that was how I was able to see, you know, his privates. And of course, she only showed it to me because she knew that I wasn't going to show it to anybody else and that I was only going to keep that between me and her. But the fact of the matter is that was his mistake. That wasn't something that he intended to do. But yes, somehow through that mistake, I happened to see it. And me and have never had those kinds of conversations. So it can happen. It can happen. And so I conclude with this. Dating can be very difficult. It can be frustrating. It can be emotionally hurtful. It can be all of those things. And at the end of the day, if you don't take anything else from today's episode, just know that you can't make somebody do right by you. People are going to fulfill their needs first before they worry about you. And so a lot of there are a lot of ways that that selfishness can convey itself. It's okay to like somebody. It's okay to feel excited and happy about a new experience. But just know that lots of guys, they are on the market for women. Not necessarily a girlfriend, but just to have women. For a lot of guys, that makes them feel like they're worth something. And so you don't want to be an object just to appease somebody's ego. That isn't right. And a lot of guys are on that. And it doesn't matter if he's your age. Even guys older than me. 
do this. Even guys my mother's age do the same thing. This is not something that guys mature out of, unfortunately. And so this is advice that I hope helps you. I am just trying to pass on what I wish I knew when I was dating. And now, you know, I'm in a happy relationship. I don't have to worry about this stuff anymore. It's no longer a concern. And I got to say, it's a huge relief because, you know, you can think that things are going so good and they really aren't. <laughs> People will have a completely different motive for what they're doing than you. And so just keep it moving. It's going to hurt. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to cry about it, but just move on. Keep going until you find somebody who's going to take you serious. Someone who is not going to use you or play games with you. And that'll be the best relationship. That'll be the best experience. But it's going to take time. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Date around. Be discreet. You know, don't put yourself out there. Be honest about who you are. Don't try to pretend to be somebody else. But don't do it in such a way where it's like you're almost begging to be accepted, where you're almost begging to be loved. You deserve to have dignity too. And so that concludes today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Share it with your friends. Support the podcast. Like and subscribe on all platforms. And I can't wait to see you in my next one. Bye-bye and so long.